0: The following is a production from Role Playing Public Radio, slangdesigncom RPPR. To hell with you, Brangard, bellowed the angered accordion as he hefted his finely honed broadsword. The staggering soldier clumsily reached towards the pommel of his dangling sword, but before his hands ever touched the oaken hilt, a silvered flash was slicing the heavy air. The thews of the savage's lashing right arm bulged from the glistening bronze tide as his blade bit deeply into the soldier's neck lopping off the confused head of his senseless tormentor. With nauseating thud, the severed opal toppled to the floor as the segregated torso of Grignard's bovine antagonist swayed, then collapsed in a pool of swirled crimson. In the confusion, the soldier's fellows confronted Grignard with unsheathed cutlasses directed towards the latter's scowling makeup. "'The slut should have picked his quarry more carefully,' roared the victor in a growling, baritone growl as he wiped his dripping blade on the prostrate form and returned it to its scabbard. "'The fool should have shown more prudence. However, you shall rue your actions while rotting in the pits,' stated one of the sprawled soldier's comrades. Grigner's hand began to remove his blade from its leather housing but retarded the motion, in face of the blades waving before his face. Dismiss your hand from your hilt, barbarian, or you shall find a foot of steel sheathed in your gizzard. Grignor weighed his position, observing his plight, whereupon he took the soldier's advice as the only logical choice. To attempt to hack his way from his present predicament could only warrant certain death. He was of no mind to bring upon his own demise if an alternate path presented itself. The will to necessitate his life forced him to yield to the superior force in hopes of a moment of carelessness later upon the part of its captors in which he could effect a more plausible means of escape. You may steady your arms. I will go without a struggle. Your decision is a wise one, yet perhaps you would have been better off had you forced death. The soldier's mouth wrinkled to a sadistic grin of knowing mirth as he prodded his prisoner. On his sword point, after an indiscriminate period of marching through slinking alleyways and dim moonlighted streets, the procession confronted a massive seraglio. The palace area was surrounded by an iron gating, with lush garden upon all sides. The group was admitted through the gilded gateway, and Grigner was led along a stone pathway bordered by plush vegetation lustfully enhanced by the moon's shimmering rays. Upon reaching the palace, the group was granted entrance, and after several minutes of explanation, led through several winding corridors to a richly draped chamber. Confronting the group was a short, stocky man seated upon a golden throne. Tapestries of richly draped regal blue silk covered all the walls of the chamber, while the steps leading to the throne were plated with sparkling white ivory. The man upon the throne had a naked wench seated at each of his arms, and a trusted advisor seated in back of him. At each corner of the chamber, a guard stood at attention, with upraised pikes supported in their hands, golden chainmail adorning their torsos, and barred helmets emitting scarlet plumes and shrouding their heads. The man rose from his throne to the dais surrounding it. His plush turquoise robe dangled loosely from his chunky frame. The soldiers surrounding Grigner fell to the knees, with heads bowed to the stone masonry of the floor, in fearful dignity of their sovereign liege. Explain the purpose of this intrusion upon my chateau. Your serenity, resplendent and noble grandeur, we have brought this yokel before you. The soldier gestured towards Gringer, for the redress or your all-knowing wisdom in judgment regarding his fate. Down on your knees, lout, and pay proper homage to your sovereign, commanded the pudgy noble of Gringer. By the surly beard of Murphic, Gringer kneels to no man, scowled the massive barbarian. You dare to deal this blasphemous act to me? You are indeed a brave stranger, yet your valor smacks of foolishness. I find you to be the early fool, sitting upon your pompous throne, enhancing the rolling flabs of your belly in the midst of your elaborate luxury, and... The soldier standing at Gringer's side smote him heavily in the face with the flat of his sword, cutting short the harsh words and knocking his battered helmet to the masonry with an echoing clang. A paunchy noble sagging round face flushed suddenly pale and then pastily lit up to a lustrous cherry red radiance. His lips trembled with malicious rage, white emitting a muffled sibilant gibberish. His sagging flaps rolled like a tub of upset jelly, thin compressed as he sucked in his gut in an attempt to conceal his softness. The prince regained his statue. Then spoke to the soldier surrounding Grigner, his face conforming to an ugly expression of sadistic humor. Take this uncouth heathen to the Vault of Misery, and be sure that his agonies are long and drawn out before death can release him. As you wish, sire, your command shall be heeded immediately, answered the soldier on the right of Grigner as he stared into the barbarian's seemingly unaffected face. The advisor seated in back of the noble slowly rose and advanced to the side of his master, motioning the wenches seated at his sides to remove themselves. He lowered his head and whispered to the noble, I Eminence, the punishment you have decreed will cause much misery to this scum, yet it will only last a short time, then release him to a land beyond the sufferings of the human body.' Why not mellow him in one of the subterranean vaults for a few days, then send him to life labor in one of your buried mines? To one such as he, a life spent in the confinement of the Stygian pits will be infinitely more appropriate and lasting torture. As always, I've governed, you speak with great wisdom, your words ring of great knowledge concerning the nature of one such as he saith the king. The noble turned the prisoner with a noticeable shimmer reflecting in his frog-like eyes and his lips contorting to a greasy grin. I have decided to void my previous decree. The prisoner shall be removed to one of the palace's underground vaults. There, "'He shall stay until I have decided that he has sufficiently simmered, "'whereupon he is to be allowed to spend the remainder of his days at labor in one of my mines.' "'Upon hearing this, Gringer realized his fate would be far less merciful than death to one such as he.' who is used to roaming the countryside at will. A life of confinement would be more than his body and mind could stand up to. This type of life would be immeasurably worse than death. I shall never understand the ways of a twisted civilization. I simply defend my honor and am condemned to a life of confinement by a pig who sits on his royal ass, wooing horns and knows nothing "...of the affairs of the land, he imagines to rule." Lectured Gringer. Enough of this. Away with the slut before I lose my control. Seeing the peril of his position, Gringer searched for an opening. Crushing prudence to the sword, he plowed into the soldier at his left arm, taking hold of his sword and bounding to the dais, supporting the prince before the startled guards could regain their composure. Agafiend leaped at Gringer and his sire, but found a sword blade permeating the length of his ribs before he could have loosed his weapon. The counselor slumped to his knees as Gringer slid his crimson blade from Agfiend's rib ribcage. The fat prince stood undulating in insurmountable fear before the edge of the fiery manned comet, his flabs of jellied blubber pulsating to and fro in ripples of flowing terror. Where is your wisdom and power now, your Majesty? Growled Granger. The prince went rigid as Granger discerned him, glazing over his shoulder. He swiveled to note the cause of the noble's attention, raised his sword over his head and prepared to leash a vicious downward cleft, but fell short as the haft of the steel. but fell short as the haft of a. but fell short as the haft of a steel rimmed pike clashed against his unguarded skull. Then blackness and solitude, silence and shrouding and ever peaceful reigned supreme. Before me, Sarah! Before me as always! ha ha ha! ha. Nobly cackled!